Christ, the knowledge of God, flesh of whose flesh, bone of whose bone. Part 2 by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor In the previous blast we discussed how the Word of God became flesh to fulfill God's plan for the restoration of mankind. He did His part. Now we must become as the Word, or His body for Him. Why? Because the knowledge of God must be spread across the whole earth for all creation to hear before restoration can come about, or the body of Christ to really come together. Physically, we are individuals, but spiritually, we are a part of a whole, one body. We can, however, be a part of the world and belong to Satan's body, or we can be a part of God's kingdom and a member of the body of Christ. It's our choice. But understand, there are only two bodies. The body of Christ is in harmony with the kingdom of God and, in fact, fits beautifully harmoniously with the whole universe as it was all created by God. The body of Satan does not fit the kingdom of God at all. It is fashioned to exist in this world that Satan has built through man. As the Holy Spirit is with the body of Christ to guide, counsel, lead in establishing restoration and God's kingdom, so will spirits, offspring of the angels that fell with Satan, lead the world's people to enhance man's systems and culture built from the desires of Satan, carrying out his plan to destroy humanity. Unfortunately, there are many people that unknowingly walk with the body of Satan that honestly think they are a part of Christ's body, but the fruit of their lives exposes and will eventually weed them out. Each body has its own language, for instance. That of the world can be heard on TV, read in newspapers, or from computers, heard in its music. Today's children, as well as adults, use terrible language for the most part, cursing, accusing, belittling one another, calling evil good and good evil. If someone is kind, loving, easygoing, they're considered wimps. When they see something they like, they say it is bad, or if they experience a setback, they will say, sweet. God says in the end, he will return one language to his people, and it won't be one of confusion and lies. I promise. Today's speech is a direct mockery of the language spoken by the Lord's people, whose speech is based on the knowledge of God. And you can tell immediately who is behind it. For instance, Satan tells man, seeing is believing. God calls those things that are not as though they are. Faith in the word rather than what they've been taught by the world motivates the language of God's children. Satan says everyone has to die. He has changed his tune from the garden. He told Eve she wouldn't die. He says whatever suits the occasion. This is not so with the language of the body of Christ who is truth, the word of God, who cannot lie. So our words separate us. In other words, our words are the fruit of our thought process based on the accumulated knowledge in our minds. What and who feeds our minds? Remember in the last blast how the word flesh traces back to glad tidings, message, etc. 
in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary? Considering our speech then, are we one flesh with Christ? Our words reveal what is in our hearts and minds. Is the kingdom of God really there? Are we truly flesh of His flesh? Or do we speak from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, even after baptism, being born again a new creature? In other words, do we still glean the knowledge of the world, adding it to our memory to make us wise? If so, we are as deceived as Eve and making the same choice she did. Again, we choose the adversary's thinking and philosophy over the mind of Christ and truth when we seek advice from the world and its people. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 19 through 20 says, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their own craftiness. Have you ever noticed the world's people think they are pretty sharp and their way is the only way? And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. When we take advice from the world, eventually it will be a big hole in our thinking. So again, it is our words that separate us, our own thinking. There is no life in worldly knowledge, because the life of God lives only in His Word. As we speak from God's knowledge, our breath blows His life into people and situations. On the other hand, we speak death if we're clothed in the world's wisdom. Defense of our thinking determines and reveals who we are bound to. If we are bound to our intellect, bound to making our own decisions of what is good or evil, you could say we're in love with our own minds and so fooled by the enemy. If this is the case, our eyes are closed to Christ and wide open to the world. No matter how fashionably dressed we are physically or how trendy, spiritually we are naked and very vulnerable to the enemy. We are bound to the world's founder and cannot see or understand God's kingdom. Let us look in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary, Numbers 6106 and 6105 to understand the immense importance of understanding what I'm trying to show us. I know most people do not enjoy reading from dictionaries, but if you will ponder the fact the Bible was translated many, many times by different translators, people that had to decide on one word as a definition, it's worth investigating. As we study, we will see many definitions giving us a much broader understanding of what the scriptures were really saying. Also, a definition was chosen to fit the eschatology of the time. It's a new day with a new insight on the Word being revealed by God's Spirit for this age. As we read from Strong's, let us keep in mind to be His body, to be His bride. We must not only be flesh of His flesh, but bone of His bone as well. So let us take a look at the definitions of bone. Bone, 6106. Etsem, from 6105. A bone, as strong, by extension, the body, figuratively, the substance, as prong, self-same, body, bone, 
life, self, same, strength, very. 6105 Awesome, a primitive root to bind fast, close the eyes, intransitively to be, causatively make, powerful or numerous, denominatively from 6106 to crunch the bones break the bones, close, be great, be increased, be, wax, mighty, mightier, be more, shut, be, become, make, strong, stronger. From the time Adam and Eve swallowed the fruit of Satan's lips, listened to the counsel of a being whose speech manifested from a mind corrupted by pride and arrogance, their eyes closed to the supernatural and opened to this realm only. Adam and Eve were created to govern the earth guided by Christ, but they fed their minds from the wrong source, binding themselves to God's adversary. Their spiritual bones were broken. They became the self-same body of Satan, they bowed to his thinking, his intellect, and all of their descendants would live their lives according to this terrible choice. A very subtle, yet horrendous sin was committed. Their numbers increased. Those that delved intently into the philosophy and knowledge supplied by the enemy's thoughts were made the powerful, the wealthy, the great by their mentor. The intellect of man, gathered from the mind of Satan, made man mental giants that now rule the planet from the right hand of God's enemy. As a side note, with the insight we now have, look at what Satan tried to make happen in the death of Christ. He beat him, weakened him almost to the point of death, before he hung him. Jesus was the Word of God who was made flesh so man could see the thoughts of God, see God's will with our eyes, that see only this realm since the fall of Adam. His life was a physical manifestation of what was happening in the supernatural. Satan bound him fast to the portobellum, bound him to the curses pronounced by God at the fall of man on the tree. The scriptures tell us, curses the man hung on a tree. He closed his eyes in death, but Satan could not make him sin. He didn't succeed in breaking his bones proving Jesus never bowed to him or became a part of his body in the natural or supernatural. He resurrected the undisputed victor over all of Satan's evil plans to claim and eventually rid the earth of humanity, making it his domain forever. So to be the recipient of God's promises, we must separate from the world and its master and cleave or bind ourselves to the Lord choosing the tree of life over Satan. We must close our eyes to the world's knowledge and seek the Word of God through the prophets, the scriptures, the revelation being released for this age of the church and through the counsel of His government. Only by being separate and bound to the Lord can we become the self-same body with Him. Only now can we truly take communion, eat of His flesh, 
and drink of his blood, entering into his blood covenant, or as the church says, take communion. To separate, in the Hebrew dictionary means, divide, sever self, hold aloof, set aside, consecrate. See how we separate? The word for body, 4983, from 4982 is 4983, Soma, from 4982, the body, as a sound whole. Used in a very wide application, literally or figuratively, bodily, body, slave, 4982, sozo, from a primary SOS, contraction, for obsolete, S-A-O-S, safe, to save, i.e., deliver, or protect, lyrically or figuratively, heal, preserve, save, self, do well, be, make, whole. When we, as His Church, become the full stature of His body, these definitions will have life in us. Now let us look at the word communion in the Strong's Greek Dictionary, number 2842, koinonia, from 2844, partnership, literally participation, or social, intercourse, or Pecuniary, benefaction, to communicate, communication, communion, contra, distribution, fellowship. Can you now understand how unworthy we are to enter the blood covenant while a part of the world and its systems, or if we're walking in the false doctrine of the world's churches? Note, his first miracle was turning water to wine at a wedding of one that was still Adam. But at communion, he turns the wine to blood, making the born again, separate ones that eat the fruit of his knowledge, his kin, his flesh, his blood, his bone. He becomes our husband. We become one body. Ephesians chapter 5 Verses 30 through 32. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. To be properly dressed for the wedding, however, we must not be found naked, but spiritually fully clothed or wrapped in God's knowledge. Those that love truth and separate from the world to Christ have their speech altered and the fruit of their lips reflect their choice of the Word of God. These are given white robes of dignity to enter into the King at the final feast. Let us close with Matthew chapter 22 verses 11 through 14. But when the King came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. 
So he said to him, Friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? He was spiritually naked, and he was speechless. He had no knowledge of the things of God. Then the king said to the servants, Bind him, hand and foot, take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen.